Welcome to This Week, Next Week. I'm uh, Group M's Brian Weezer, and uh, joining me is Kate Scott Dawkins. Kate, how are you? Doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Back for 2022, and uh, hope we can make it as uh, always interesting as uh, 2021 was. Um, the news cycle is a little slow this time of year. Uh, other than maybe CES-related things, which we'll get to when we're talking about this week, I wanted to start off this edition by talking about some things that I read, well, leading into this week. Should we should we just address, I mean, uh, I think the one thing that is in the news is, is the Omicron variant. Oh, is that um, still happening? You, this is not still happening. You had planned to travel to New York next week, right? And now that's been canceled. Like so much of travel, I think, this early yeah, part of the year. It was going to be my very first trip of the pandemic. And I did, you know, thought better of it. And one day, I haven't seen New York in over two years. Yep. When, when was your last trip? Uh, I mean, I haven't been out of California in a very long time. Um, which is a bit, it's too bad we have, you know, family um, in the UK and... It's been also over two years since we've seen them, so um, looking forward to getting back there when it's when it's safe. I was talking to some of our colleagues in Paris today. They say it's all fine there, so you know maybe it's just easier to go to Europe than go to New York at this point in time. But we'll see. All right. So, what have you been paying attention to in the news this week? Well, yeah. So, the th there's a couple of things out there that I thought were really interesting and important, and, and maybe escape some attention because they happen over the holidays. Um, maybe the first thing we'll talk about is uh, Microsoft buying Xander, and I think for anyone who cares about advertising, uh, it's underappreciated just how big Microsoft is already, and Xander represents something pretty significant for them, I think, even if Xander isn't that big. I, I mean, I don't know, Kate, I mean, if, if before you took on this role, and I had to ask you, where would you rank Microsoft among the world's largest sellers of advertising outside of China? Where, where would you have ranked it? Uh, I mean, not in the top 10, probably. I mean, I think LinkedIn has helped amp up some of the momentum of recent years, and I, I, I believe that's been growing pretty healthily for the healthily for the last few years. Is that accurate? Exactly, and and I think the, the reality is though that it was positioned to be the number four seller of advertising in 2021 before the Xander transaction, and that's, that's why higher this, than I would have put it. Yeah, and I, I think it really surprises people when when that context is put in place. I mean, they're well in excess of 10 billion dollars in ad revenue, uh, which is a big number even for me. Does the does the movement of ad tech is there something larger at play? I know the Twitter sale of Mopub to AppLovin also closed this week, or there was news about that this week. Is there are there any conclusions to draw across several of these transactions? I think it's just the digital advertising continues to grow at such a rapid pace, and anyone who's actually running a business well is in a good position to pay up for an asset in this space. And that's really the difference now for, certainly for Microsoft. You know, I, I sort of followed Microsoft as a, a player in the advertising world for a very long time. And I, I think that in the Balmer era, uh, they made a, well, not particularly successful transaction with a Quantive. Uh, at the time they were 
legitimately in the running to be a top three seller of advertising globally. And Quantum was their answer to Google buying DoubleClick. And we know how that worked out. Right. Okay. Um, so more to see from Microsoft uh, stemming from that acquisition then. Yeah. And I, I think a couple of important points I just flagged for everyone if they're not thinking about it. I mean, I, you know, so Microsoft is playing in CRM, right, with Dynamics. So on the press release, I think the press release is illustrative of what they're actually focusing on. Uh, they focus on the, the relationship between the customer data that they have or, or they help marketers with that's in Dynamics and what they might be able to do with Xander. Uh, they talk about Promote IQ, which is meant to be a retail media play and what that's back in time to Xander. They don't talk about Xbox. Uh, now, gaming, I know, is one of your things. You yeah. <laughs> I'm not necessarily a gamer, but I like following where it's, you know, where it's headed in the advertising industry. Well, you know, by the way, I would ask if you were to be a gamer, what would you play? Okay, well, maybe I, uh, <laughs> I play a lot of board games, crossword puzzles, any sort of daily word games. That's my, my jam. Does, does that translate into video games? Like, is there a, is there a Grand Theft Auto for crossword puzzles? Like you steal someone else's word and I don't we'll see. Well I'll have to be on the lookout for that. Well, I am not a gamer myself. I mean Sin City was my jam back but but only only the nineteen ninety edition, like the pre, you know, connected version. Is there also an, a bigger automation play? I mean I know um our showrunners <clears throat> Sam Weston is really interested in the AI play in gpt3 and and what microsoft is doing with that and azure is there you know as people are you know doing more advertising programmatically with you know copywriting even is that something where they're going to look to apply xander and, and other technologies maybe someone's thinking of that but i i guess get back to the point if you will getting back on track with the that transaction it's not part of what i think they're focusing on i i, right. I, I think it's just that they're well organized now or much better organized than they were 10 or 15 years ago to actually take their existing businesses. And sure, I'm sure they've got some AI uh, skills that they can apply uh, to, to Xander, but um, I think they're just gonna operationalize their ad sales business better now than they would have in the past. And that's the main thing, whether you use AI got or it. not, beside the point, at least as I see it. Anything else uh, you've been reading or keeping an eye on? There was uh, a, another story that I thought was way below the radar, even more below the radar than, than this one. Uh, and it relates to a Washington Post investigation of public documents in China. And just a quick summary, this came out December 30. So I think a lot of people would have missed this. Uh, the Washington Post article says, China is turning a major part of its internal internet data surveillance network outward mining Western social media, including Facebook and Twitter, to equip government agencies, military and police with information on foreign targets, according to a Washington Post review of hundreds of Chinese bidding documents, contracts and company filings. To be clear, these are public documents. This is nothing private. And I thought that this was kind of interesting for a number of reasons. Now, Twitter, Facebook and others uh, ban or are, are meant to prohibit uh, any sort of data gathering uh, of this nature. Uh, right. Evidently, 
maybe they aren't so successful in prohibiting it, even if their policies say that they're supposed to. And, and this goes back to the whole Cambridge Analytica issue, where one of the issues was that they want to prevent this sort of activity from occurring on their platforms, if you're Facebook or Twitter. But the second thing that I thought was equally interesting was that even if it seems like what the article is saying the Chinese government is using this data for is not that different than what um, a typical company might want uh, to do when a, a marketer wants to understand how their reputation is perceived. They want to be able to get ahead of uh, public opinion, uh, maybe influence public opinion. Uh, and the article actually goes on to say very much the same thing. The bigger read through I thought that marketers certainly need to be mindful of is that go back to the summer of 2020 and the issues around uh, the Trump administration with, uh, with TikTok and what the concerns were that the national security establishment in not just the United States, but the UK, in Australia, New Zealand and Canada, the Five Eyes, they all apparently had concerns about uh, data being scraped from uh, TikTok. Whether or not it was occurring was beside the point. The point there is we do uh, have in mind that the, the things we saw, the issues we saw in 2020 could come back to light at some point in the future where uh, national security concerns in uh, several countries could contribute to some sort of restrictions on how the likes of TikTok might operate uh, if these concerns played out to include uh, more than just Facebook and Twitter. Well, India actually banned TikTok, right? Well, right. And I think that that's something to keep in mind, uh, that it's, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that something like that could happen. I, I mean, not that we see this happening this quarter or necessarily this year, but it's just it's uh, the article just highlights that these issues haven't gone away. I mean, I think that was my my takeaway. What have you been uh, trying to find answers to the past week? Um, well, obviously, CES is happening. Uh, it's virtual for more people than um, expected, I think. Um, we are going to publish more of a recap soon after the, the week wraps up. And we'll also talk more about CES in our deeper dive segment um, later on in the podcast. But there were a couple of things that stood out to me. Um, you know, it's always a big uh, news event for autos. Um, I saw a lot of people commenting on BMW's color changing cars they've done this by basically wrapping it in e-ink um which of course is now just another screen right <laughs> well do you, do you think that we can get to a place where you know those cars could start showcasing advertisements on the side like maybe that e-ink would start showing brands so consumers could get like a savings on uh the purchase price of the car if they agree to allow that um I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there are public safety issues as well, right? If someone's reading the side of your car, are they watching the road? I, I don't know. I don't know where that goes. Um, it's certainly cool, interesting tech for now. I think that often happens where, you know, we, we figure out the use cases as we go along and the technology gets um, uh, more developed. Sony also introduced their concept SUV. 
Um, you know, we already track that company in terms of their um, gaming and, and technology and, and media business. So we have to add another division in our uh, model for Sony. It's going to get really difficult to track all these various subsidiaries and business units. Well, it's going to be several years before that's a meaningful uh, revenue stream, at least. So it'll all be CapEx out in, in, in the near term. All right. Okay. So no problem then. Um, but it is exciting to see more traction with EVs. I think we spoke last time about um, how some companies underestimated the demand for those. So um, it's a, an interesting area to watch going forward. And then the other thing I think has just been screens, screens and screens everywhere, small ones, transparent ones, foldable ones, uh, super huge screens. They're just everywhere. I still wonder why we haven't gotten to the place where we've put screens on the most monetizable uh, thing, which is human to human conversation. I, I've got a, I've got another business idea. Uh, can, I, can, I, can I run this by? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm full of them. This is after we talked about airplanes a couple weeks ago. Do, do you want to hear my other business Yo, idea? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, here we go. Here's the idea. Anyone listening can take this. Just give, give me a cut. Um, everyone gets a necklace. And on that necklace, you get like some sort of Wi-Fi enabled 5G. Let's make it 5G uh, powered uh, video screen. So that when I'm speaking to you, you have to, you're looking at my face, like we're doing video right now. You would see below my neck, below my chin, you'd see this video screen and it would have some sort of text-based, contextual advertising message that would be delivered to you. And now okay. we're gonna monetize conversation. What do you think? What do you think, huh? Huh? Are you, are you in control of the brands that are showing? Like that's... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I'm an influencer, maybe I maybe I could set higher rates. Maybe. Otherwise, no. You're going to see you're going to see ads for. Since I talk about chocolate a lot, you're probably going to see different <laughs> chocolate brands pop up. What do you okay. think? Is this an idea? Should right. we do this? I don't know. You're going to have to get like the uh, the the beauty and fashion influencers in first to convince people it's a good idea. I don't know how that's going to go. You have to get it emblazoned. Maybe you want like um, it sewn into the clothes so that it's not quite so obvious that it's an add-on, right? And you have the screens kind of detachable. You can stick it on various things. Well, you know, I, I just go down to the same bank that I was going to borrow that billion dollars from for those airplanes, <laughs> and I'm sure I can raise the money to do that you gotta you gotta work on the business case for this one a bit more uh, maybe a little bit more a little bit more okay all right so screens everywhere any any other ces observations um well let's get into let's go into our deeper dive segment and let's actually talk about the the survey we ran so right before ces started um we did our our the return from our survey we did last year looking at uh consumer tech preferences and attitudes was there anything in that that stood out to you you want to start us off with? Yeah, well, I, I thought that the broad thrust of the survey, which showed a very, uh, I'll call it tech-phobic, uh, even anti-tech <laughs> trend, uh, I was actually a little bit surprised uh, the, of the, the uniformity of the direction of, of travel of, uh, of the survey respondents. Uh, you know, more people worried about data Fewer people willing to let, uh, you know, a smart appliance refill a product. Um, more consumers concerned about privacy. Fewer willing to accept advertisements on their streaming services. Just on every metric, it was uh, it was down quite a bit. And and 
I don't know. I, I, I guess it's not surprising in the grand scheme of things, but was there anything that stood up to you on that? The difference in the smart appliance ordering I thought was the most. It was 48% said they would like a home appliance to automatically order replacements when I'm running out of related products last year, 48%, down to 31% this year. And that was one of the biggest drops we saw. Um, and I don't know how much of that is like unfulfilled promises of these things. We've seen lots of smart fridges and you you almost can't get an apply a home appliance anymore that isn't Wi-Fi enabled. Um, but I don't know that it's working for people. Yeah, and I wonder if that's part of the issue here that um, people have now had more experience with a lot of these products. And some of the questions we asked were things like, do you feel it's important to have the latest technology? And the percentage of people saying yes was down pretty significantly. I wonder if it's because people bought a lot of stuff and they had a lot of time to play with these things over the last year uh, that that's contributed to it. Like it's this unrealized potential of say the personal assistant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's also what people say in a survey and what they actually, what they actually do. I mean, we did see record sales of goods, durable goods last year. Right. Um, so they obviously have been buying. So the fact that they're now saying, um, in this survey anyway, you know, we're, we're not as likely to run out and buy the newest gadget. You know, you have to take that with a bit of a, a grain of salt in terms of what their behaviors have been to. Do you have a piece of technology that you, where you think that the, the potential has been unrealized? Like you bought it expecting one thing and that you just haven't actually used it for what you thought you were going to use it for? I probably underutilize my Google smart home speakers. Um, we, and you know what else I find difficult is it works until something like you switch your internet service provider or something. And then it's sometimes it's very hard to get things back online. So it's almost embarrassing. <laughs> we had a smart light switch um, that worked and I could tell Google to turn on or off the dining room light. And that was great. Um, and then we uh, switched, you know, somehow the, the Wi-Fi and it hasn't worked since and I haven't been able to get it restarted and so now it's just like a, bing, a blinking blue light in the dining room for the last however many months because i can't get it working again and they have too much apathy to rip it out and start over again this is where i'm going to segue into something i don't think we were planning to talk about vr ar metaverse all that fun stuff i think it's not unlike you know t five or ten years ago whenever google came out with google glass Mm -hmm. and Snap came out with spectacles. And even now you have the Oculus product. Mm -hmm. We're such a long way away from this being meaningful because we've still got to get past the use case of, of, of people actually, like a large number of people using this stuff uh, with a significant volume of time. And it just feels like these, this stuff takes a while well, eventually, if the stuff does get solved, if all these problems get solved, and what's the line? Uh, any technology sufficiently advanced is indistinguishable from magic. Right, okay. When do we get there for smart homes? Well, they oh, did I see uh, Google, Apple, Samsung, I think recently only just sort of all agreed to matter which is the the platform for that stuff so exactly right they've been releasing all these products um you know but within their own 
systems, like proprietary systems. And I think that's, that is exactly one of the things that I'm watchful uh, for in terms of the metaverse is that it doesn't, it doesn't count for me if it's just the Roblox metaverse and you're only in Roblox and it only, you know, is interoperable within Roblox. And then you have just the Facebook part of the metaverse that doesn't answer the promise for me. And so I think, uh, you know, what we haven't seen in social media, which is these walled gardens and things only exist within those platforms. Um, that doesn't work for things like the smart home where you have to have greater interoperability. And I think the same will be true for the metaverse as well. Mm, great point. Well, what are you uh, looking forward to next week? Uh, next week, it's a bit quiet, actually. Um, the Golden Globes technically is happening on Sunday, although it won't be aired um, by NBC. And they've obviously said that's due to the um, diversity issues and some of the other complaints around the um, the Foreign Press Association. Um, and it just, it's a bit of a moving target how to influence you know the cultural conversation without tentpole tv these things are you know well speaking of speaking of tentpole tv actually i do have something relatively new and breaking that i think will be interesting to watch for next week uh it's this evolving uh, it's an american issue but it may play out globally uh the sale of the cw which for those listening from outside the us it is a what the number five number six broadcast network it's always been small. It was a joint venture of Viacom and uh, Warner Brothers. And it was always just this place where content got distributed that it, it was like a guaranteed way to distribute more content for those dudes. It never made money. And now we're in a world where if you're Warner or if you're um, Viacom, you're focusing entirely on your streaming services. You are selling or shutting down your uh, broadcast networks or cable networks in countries around the world. We saw Disney, a couple got announced this week, where Disney's shutting down um, a couple of Spanish uh, channels, I believe. And so finally, that's happening in the US, right? Where they're shutting down, they're, they're, they're selling, they're willing to sell this network. And the news that broke earlier in the week was that Nexstar, which is a local station owner, might be buying it. But news this morning is that Netflix or possibly Sony might be among the bidders. This will play out next week. What do you think about so Netflix? We, do, do you remember this news from last year, or some point, where Netflix was going to pilot a linear network channel in France? I do not remember that. I mean, they're certainly uh, you know paying to produce a lot of French language content. Yeah, well, it was a small thing, relatively speaking. But imagine Netflix owning a TV network in the U.S. Interesting. How did their uh, film, like, the, didn't they buy a theater as well? Yeah, and they bought billboards. Uh, that's been another thing. But I, I, I only raise this as a thing that we might get more news on in the week ahead that could have all sorts of interesting ramifications when you think about how Netflix might evolve in, uh, in years ahead. Well, there you go. Now all our uh, our listeners have some good dinner table conversations for the weekend. Indeed. Well, I guess uh, we'll uh, we'll start to settle into the weekend ourselves for now. I guess uh, now that we've done this week, planning for next week. For now, I guess I'm Brian Weezer. I'm Kate Scott Dawkins. Thanks for tuning in.
This week, next week is hosted by me, Kate Scott Dawkins, and Brian Weezer. Our producer is Jared Bayman. Our showrunner is Sam Weston. The views and opinions expressed here are our own and are not intended to represent those of Group M or its clients. If you have questions, comments, or requests for future segments, let us know at business.intelligence at groupm.com.